From the Lexington Herald-Leader and Kentucky.com, this is sports columnist John Clay, and this is the John Clay Podcast. And today on the podcast, we're going to review Kentucky's 29-13 loss to Auburn in the SEC football opener, UK season opener, 2020 season opener down in Auburn, Alabama yesterday. And I'll be doing that with my friend and colleague, Mark Story, fellow sports columnist at the Herald-Leader. We'll review Saturday's game, talk about the highs and the lows, and we'll also look ahead to Ole Miss and kind of take a peek at the rest of the uh, Kentucky schedule as well. After that, um, you'll hear the recording of Mark Stoops' press conference on Saturday after the game down at Auburn. But first, well, uh, my conversation with Mark Story of the Herald-Leader. My guest now on the podcast is my friend and colleague, fellow Herald-Leader sports columnist Mark Story. How are you doing today, Mark? Doing good, John. Uh, on this Sunday, a day after Kentucky's final uh, delayed season opener uh, against down at Auburn, where Kentucky lost twenty six to twenty to the Auburn Tigers, uh, Mark. Uh, full disclosure: uh, neither Mark or myself were at Auburn. Nobody from the Herald Leader uh, traveled. Very few people, I think, media people traveled down to Auburn with the pandemic going on. Uh, we all watched the game off the SEC Network uh, broadcast. Uh, Mark, what what were your takeaways from? Uh, Kentucky's loss to Auburn yesterday? Well, I thought it was a disappointing outcome. I thought, I honestly thought Kentucky could win that game, and I think they could have um, had a few plays gone differently. You know, obviously, you know, they turned it over three times. One of those turnovers, you know, probably cost Kentucky points. Another one of the turnovers, you know, set up an Auburn short field touchdown, and really the, the failed fake punt was also, in, in effect, a turnover that gave Auburn a short field touchdown. And, you know, there's not much margin of error in these SEC games. And, you know, when you're playing a, a traditional SEC power on their home field. You know, you're just you're not you're not not going to win many of those games when, when you turn the ball over, you know, three times and have a failed fake punt deep in your own territory. Right. Yeah, they lost a turnover battle three to zero, and one of those turnovers came after it looked like a apparent Kentucky touchdown, which the officials uh, did not rule as a touchdown. Chris Rodriguez down on the goal line by the replay seemed like he got in, uh, but the officials on the field and then the official review they did not. Uh, they said that he didn't get in or ruled that he didn't get in. What, what do you think? Mark Stoops said after the game he didn't get a good explanation from the SEC officials uh, on the field. What I mean, what do you think happened there? The only thing I can figure on the replay is maybe they couldn't see the football uh-huh. and therefore were just didn't feel like they could rule it a touchdown. It looked to me like, you know, Chris Rodriguez himself was – fully in the end zone and if the running back who is carrying the football is in the end zone i think there's a pretty good chance that the the ball crossed the plane right. but you know i don't know it, it was just a, it was very odd because it didn't even seem that close i'm you know, i've been watching games later in the afternoon and they're calling touchdowns on guys who weren't nearly as far into the end zone as chris rodriguez was Right. I, that was that was an odd that was an odd call. Yeah, you know, in the those plays down on the goal line, you know, sometimes it always uh, I always think it's odd when you know they uh, the official the officials won't make a call, and then all of a sudden the linesman comes running in after really after the play is over, and then he signals touchdown, uh, which I guess be same thing like you're saying they they're trying to see where the ball is and trying to locate the ball, but uh, yeah, it seems like the better way of of doing that. Uh, what I didn't understand is on the review, it looked to me on the review, you could see it on the review where the ball was and then he went over, unless they thought his former 
his forward progress stopped, but there were no reports that I know of. Cole Kubelik, I didn't hear him say that he heard the whistle blew, blow to stop the play. And I know there was some talk that maybe his knee hit, but it didn't look like his knee hit. Plus, they didn't mark the ball where his knee hit. Right. They didn't, it, you know, it, his knee was close at like the two, but that's not where they marked the right. ball. So that clearly wasn't what they, what they called. I don't, I mean, I don't know how to explain it because it, it sure looked to me like he was clearly in the end zone. But one of the turnovers came after that, uh, I think a, two plays later, Terry Wilson, obviously a bad throw, threw it into traffic. Uh, it was returned 100 yards for a touchdown, but was brought back by a targeting penalty. But not a, not a good decision there by Terry. You got to throw that ball away and, and play another down and kick the field goal and take the points if you, if you can. Yeah, the play he made on the two-point conversion was what he needed to do there. Right. He, um, but yeah, I mean, that was just a, that was just a bad, a bad play by a senior quarterback. Yeah. How, how did you think you wrote on Terry for your column? how did you think Terry played overall? I thought other than, you know, two really costly turnovers and, you know, they, they were both really costly. The second one being a, a fumble in Kentucky territory that set up Auburn for a short field touchdown. You know, those two turnovers really hurt. Otherwise, you know, I thought he played for first time back, given the situation on the road against the top 10 team. I thought he did some good things. I mean, part of what made that such a frustrating defeat was, you know, Kentucky, you know, they outgained Auburn. They outgained them on the ground. They outgained them through the air. They converted, I think, 12 third downs. I mean, they, they did some good things. What they didn't do was, you know, take care of the ball and finish drives. I mean, they were, I think, one of three in the red zone. You know, I think they drove six times into Auburn territory and scored twice. I mean, one of the things that concerned me about Kentucky coming into this year is just kind of what I what I would call dynamic playmaking, the ability to, you know, make plays, you know, to stress, you know, high-level SEC defenses and not have to just, you know, methodically drive everything. And I think that's still a concern one game in. Yeah. No, they had several drives of like nine plays or more. And I thought the first half, I think they had three, maybe four drives. I'd have to go back and look at nine plays or more, and they only ended up with seven points. Now, obviously, the turnover there towards the end of the half had something to do with that. Uh, but, yeah, no, they didn't – that that is a concern. Do they have somebody – because it's easy to forget that Lynn Bowden was the, that dynamic guy last year who had so many big plays, had so many dynamic runs, and they don't have that. Obviously, they don't have Lynn this year. Somebody needs to step up in that area. I thought – overall, I agree. I thought overall I thought Terry played well. I think it's interesting that when we first saw Terry Wilson in his first game, he made a bunch of turnovers in the first half uh, in his – in his UK debut yesterday was not his UK debut, but it was the first time he played in over a year. So, you know, maybe he just needs to knock the rust off and get back into game competition to be more careful with the ball. He said after the game that he was on the fumble, he needs to be more careful with the ball. But he also said that that was the first time he'd been hit in over a year like that in a game. Cause obviously they were not letting him get hit in practice, but uh, I, I agree with you. I thought overall he played pretty well. Yeah, I think, I think it's a fair point on the the fumble because you know he had fumble issues early in 2018, you know for the the first half of that season and he pretty much got it fixed. Yeah. So, but I don't think it was you know you know I, I think there was reason to expect that could happen in terms of the fumble. You know, obviously that pass at the goal line was just a bad play. Yeah, yeah, just a bad decision. What what about defensively? How did you think the defense played? Yeah, I thought it was okay, not great. I was, you know, I was one thing that disappointed me a little bit. Auburn, you know, had four new starters on the offensive line, 
one of whom was a graduate transfer from Akron. I thought Kentucky had a chance to really take control, and I, and, and I didn't feel like that happened. You know, if you were looking at kind of the disruptive stats, you know, Auburn had, you know, twice as many tackles for losses as Kentucky, eight to four. Auburn had two quarterback sacks to Kentucky's one. Auburn had five quarterback hurries. Kentucky had four. And I, going into that game, I was hoping that Kentucky would be on the upper upper end of those stats. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously they got put in bad positions uh, by the uh, fumble in the fourth quarter, and then Max Duffy's fake uh, failed fake punt after that. I think the two scoring drives were twenty three and twenty seven yards, or or vice versa. You had a five minute swing there that pretty much put the game out of reach. Of I mean, Kentucky's in a two point game, and then all of a sudden it's a sixteen point game. But yeah, I was like you. I thought, and that was one of the things that Brad White said the other day, said a week or two ago. You know, they did a good job of limiting big plays last year they needed to continue to do that but he said we need we need to make more big plays than we made last year and you're right I mean they didn't force a turnover uh they they didn't have like you said the tackles for loss you know they didn't make the big play uh yesterday so I I think I think you're exactly right I think that was if you're going to criticize the way the defense played and and you have to give them you have to throw into that that they were put in some bad positions but overall they didn't really make the big play when Kentucky could have used a big player too on the defensive side yeah the only kind of momentum altering play I remember from the defense was when DeAndre Square made the stop in the first half on the four, when Auburn went for it on like fourth and one right and and that was a huge play but otherwise they just weren't able to do it and the the pass defense worries me a little bit I mean you know, now obviously Seth Williams was incredible. I right. mean, I knew he was good, but I mean, he's really good. And, you know, that's kind of, and kind of what he did is the same thing the Tennessee receivers were able to do last year in terms of, you know, sort of winning the 50 50 balls. Right. But, you know, I, I went back and looked, you know, I think Kentucky was second in the country last year in pass defense. But I went back and looked, and, you know, at least some of that, they, they they only played two teams that were ranked in like the top 64 in the country in, in passing offense. Plus they played all those games in, in, in the downpour. Right. So I wonder if we have a little bit of a false sense of security, we're certainly going to find out because Kentucky, the top three teams in the country this week in passing are Mississippi state, Florida, and Ole Miss. So. <laughs> and they get Ole Miss and then Mississippi state after that coming up. So, okay, let's, let's, well, any more you want to say about this game before we look at it? Nah. I think we've covered it. You're done with this game. Okay. Well, let's look at it. We got Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin coming into uh coming into Kroger Field on Saturday for uh, Kentucky's home opener in this all SEC ten game season, second game of the year. Lane Kiffin uh was in the SEC head coach at Tennessee, then offensive coordinator at Alabama after he got fired at Southern Cal. Uh was at Florida Atlantic most recently, and then Ole Miss hi- hired him. He lost Ole Miss lost to Florida 51 to 35 on Saturday, but they put up over 600 yards of total offense on the Florida defense. I haven't had a chance to go back and watch the game yet. Uh, but what about this game uh, Saturday? Well, you know, when Ole Miss beat Kentucky in in Lexington, and I guess it was 2017, it was just a shootout, and Kentucky, you know, couldn't get stops, and right. Ole Miss, you know, beat them at the end. And and I don't think Ole Miss is very good defensively, but I do think they have you know, good offensive talent and good offensive skill people. And, you know, it was interesting that, you know, Kiffin went with Matt Corral, kind of the drop back passing quarterback instead of the running quarterback, John Reese Plumley. And, you know, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm not a huge Lane Kiffin fan, just, I don't 
find his personality all that enjoyable. <laughs> you don't. But I, but I do think he's a good offensive coach, yeah. and I think he's a good offensive coach who has some weapons. So, you know, I don't think this is – you know, this is a game that, you know, I think in the preseason, you know, I picked Kentucky to, to win this game and I think most people did. And I think they certainly can do that, but I don't necessarily think it, it, it looks tougher to me today than maybe it did before the season. Well, this is how smart I am. I said in this coronavirus pandemic season that first year coaches would be in an obvious disadvantage, especially coaches who are teaching brand new systems, drastically, you know, drastically different systems. And you know, I've said, I thought Kiffin and Leach both would struggle this year because of just the unusual lead up to the games. And then what happened yesterday, Ole Miss gets beat but it certainly wasn't the offense's fault. They had 600 yards, and then Mississippi State goes down to Baton Rouge, puts 44 points up on LSU. Now, I think there were other circumstances there. Obviously, LSU is not the same as last year, but still, it's a whole new offense. That's not the offense that Mississippi State was running before. So uh, that shows you how smart I am. Uh, no, I think Kiffin, I'm like you. I'm not a big Kiffin fan personality-wise, but he does know how to put points on the board, and there's no doubt he's going to put some pressure on UK's on the UK secondary, which I think after yesterday uh, we'll be looking to try to turn things from a pride factor standpoint. We'll try to make a better showing, but that that's might be easier said than done on Saturday. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a big key for Kentucky to get. I think one thing that would really help the secondary would be if they get more pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Right. I mean, they just, they, you know, they didn't have a lot of pressure on Bo Nix and, and they need, they, they'll need more against a team that we think will throw it as much as Ole Miss is going to throw it. Yeah. One of the things, I mean, I think the first game people thought, you know, you know, obviously, and I thought this too, and I think it kind of played out in the first game. It'll be interesting the second game. I thought there were some errors. You know, Stoops said it was his fault on the uh, fake punt that they had had a call previously. If they got the right read, they didn't get the right read, so they punted the ball. And in, and he meant to call it off, I guess, but he didn't call it off. Uh, I thought there were some other times yesterday where it looked like Kentucky was a little confused about what they were supposed to do, which was understandable in a first game. Hopefully we'll see some of that corrected for uh, for the second game. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always going to be first game issues and, right. and 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 that, you know, that happened both ways, but yeah, I mean, and there were there were some things, you know, I the play at the, the plays after the Chris Rodriguez situation when he was not given the touchdown that I at least think he scored, you know, the, the play calling, you know, the quick um the quick quarterback sneak and then the the pass, you know, you've got one of the best offensive lines in the country and you have, you know, big running backs, you know, that maybe that maybe that would have been the way to go. But, you know, it's easy to second guess after the fact. I thought they got away from the running game a little too much, but I do know Auburn was stopping them between the tackles. They didn't get much with A.J. Rose up the middle. But I thought that they, you know, they were pretty balanced overall. They were behind. I can understand. I can understand that. But they didn't run the ball quite as much as I thought they would yesterday. Yeah, they actually, you know, taking out the interception, and you know, they threw for quite a bit of yardage. Yeah. You know, especially compared to what we got used to at the end of last year. You know, right. you know again, when you break that game down, they basically won most of the statistics, but they lost one crucial area: the the turnovers, and that. That led to losing the only stat, the only number that matters, which right, is the, right. on the scoreboard. Right. Uh, like I said, it's a ten-game season. All ten SEC opponents 
Ole Miss, I would think that Kentucky would be favored on Saturday over Ole Miss. I think most people would look like you did going into the season would pick Kentucky to win this game. You hate to say this is a big game, the second game of the year, but I'd say every game this year is going to be a big game, and I think this year's this one's a big game. You don't want to start 0-2 when you've got Georgia, Alabama, and Florida down the line, and like you said, some of those other teams look better than we expected. And throw no, Tennessee think, in there. Tennessee won at South Carolina last night. Last night, and, could, and Kentucky's had their problems with Tennessee the last couple of years, where you thought they had a good chance to beat them. Yeah, I think these next two games are, you know, super important. You know, these are Ole Miss and Mississippi State are you know programs that Kentucky, you know, is competing against. In, you know, in terms of trying to you know gain the upper hand and you know in moving up in the SEC and you get you get both in Lexington. I mean, these are games Kentucky really needs to win. Yeah, no, I've, I I agree. You hate to say that this early in the year because you don't know how things are going to play out. But I think this is definitely a d- different year when you're playing a ten game season. Uh, anything else, Mark? Before we wrap it up. I think we've covered it, John. Well, I appreciate it. Be sure and look for all of Mark's coverage, all of our coverage from the game on Saturday. We'll have plenty of coverage this week leading up to the Ole Miss game. Uh, Mark, how can they follow you on Twitter? I'm at Mark C. Story. That's Mark C. Story. Well, be sure and check him out on Twitter. Check out all of his coverage on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Herald. Thanks, as always, for being with me, Mark. I really appreciate it. Thanks, John. I'll get started here. Um, disappointed with the outcome. Um, did some really good things in this game and and uh, did some things that we have to improve on. Uh, made too many mistakes uh, to beat a quality opponent like Auburn on the road. Um, there's things all of us need to do better, um, but uh, there's an awful lot of good things, a lot of things to build on. Um, you know, I think there was uh, two, three, four plays that uh, once again uh, can swing the game and certainly about a five-minute span there where uh, we turned it over essentially twice with the fumble and with the uh, with the uh, option with the fake punt. So things, um, you know, I thought we did well. I thought we were very physical, uh, kept them off balance for a good portion of the game. Um, you know, we, we have to get the ball in there at the end of the, the first half. I think that's obviously a critical uh, moment. Um, you know, to, to score, you know, to get some points there, um, you know, in the, the drive prior to that, we were starting to get it close to field goal range as well and got the hold and took the sack. And so uh, two possessions there at the end of the first half uh, were critical, uh, along with the five-minute stretch there in the second half um, with the with the two turnovers. So uh, big, big, big turning points in the game there. So I'll open it up. Curtis, can you hear? Yes, we can hear. Okay, could you hear Coach Stoops? Yes. Okay, good deal. You're up first, bud. Uh, Coach, just um, thoughts on Terry Wilson's game, um, how he came back and first game coming back from injury. Well, there, there's a lot to build on there. Um, there's a lot he can do better. Um, but – you know, I think the turnovers were, were a big uh, piece of it uh, for him. And, you know, that that's hard to simulate uh, that in practice. And, and um, so, um, you know, I think that's the, the critical area where he needs to improve is, is securing that football uh, in the run game and then uh, with the interception late in the first half, bad decision there. But uh, I think he did a lot of positive things and a lot, lot to build on. So 
just like uh, most of our guys and all of us, uh, some good and, and some to, needs to improve. I remember Ray's hand for questions. First one from John Hale. Mark, what was the explanation you got from the officials on uh, Chris's play at the goal line right at the end of the half? It looked like on review he was in the end zone, so it wasn't really clear what exactly they ruled in that situation. I, 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 uh, I don't understand it either. Um, he was clearly in. Um, I, I really can't get a good explanation. Um, I didn't really get good explanations all, all day. I don't know if, uh, you know, us wearing these masks and all that, uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, but, uh, you know, that, that was a, a, a tough, um, that was a big swim. Josh Moore. Hey, Mark, just to follow up on that a little bit, uh, it was a big swing, but how much do you uh, did that carry over into the second half? What, what was the, the guy's mood from there? Well, you know, we can't let it. Um, you know, I don't know if it did. I mean, we came in at half knowing that uh, we were doing some very good things, and, and um, you know, certainly our guys felt comfortable. They felt, you know, physical and felt like, you know, we knew it was going to be a tough game, a close game. And, uh you know, whether that affected us or uh, I don't know. Um, we certainly didn't get off to a fast start. I think two, three and outs offensively uh, really hurt us uh, to start with. Nick Rouse. Was Max Duffy's fake a, a called fake or was that a situation where he, he got a read and just took off? Stand there. Uh, that was a situation where um, it was a read, and uh, that that's not on Max. That's on me. That's on us. Um, we had it on when we were down two, the possession before, but we turned it over and we fumbled, and then uh, we went back out and being down nine, uh, that that's not when you call that. That, that uh, shouldn't have put that on Max. Um, that's my fault. I got to communicate. I got to, uh, you know, get, you know, take that off, um, with my special teams coach, uh, before, you know, prior to Max going out there, um, take that read off of him. So that's on us. That's on me. Derek, Derek Terry. Mark, how much did this game kind of play out the way you wanted in terms of, you know, you won the time of possession? Outrushed them, outgained them. Obviously, the turnovers were big, but along those lines, was kind of the style of game you wanted to play? Definitely gave us a chance to play, uh, our chance to win. Uh, there, there's no question. Um, there's critical moments in games that uh, you know you have to execute, and our players know that. You can play 95% of the game right, and if you play 5% of it wrong in certain critical areas, you, you, you're not going to win. Um, I, I thought we played a, a big portion of this game very good, very physical, um, you know, did some things, we, you know, we want to do, um, you know, but so there's a lot of good things to take away and, and, and then there's mistakes. There's also individuals uh, that make a difference and uh, they have a wide out that's, a, that's an absolute monster and uh, he's hard to match up with and what they do, it's, it's hard in certain situations to double them and, uh, 
you know, one play we had today, you know, we essentially had one under and one over and, and uh, he went up and made that incredible catch. Um, you know, and then uh, the one late in the game uh, was a bad, you know, was tough. It was a tough situation. We're on third and four there. Uh, they have options, um, and he's a, he's a tough matchup on anybody in the league. Uh, made two incredible catches, and, you know, so I think there's critical plays, there's critical moments. Um, and there's uh, some great individual efforts as well, and uh, you have to credit them on that one, and certainly Seth. Larry. Mark, just what you've seen, the, the mistakes that you're talking about. Ones that are, I said the mistakes that you, you, you were talking about, those that you feel are easily correctable or the kind that kind of upset you more with the veteran team? No, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, things that n n none of us like. Um, you know, th there's no, there's no warm-ups. Uh, there's no, you know, you're going right into it on the road at Auburn. Um, there's there's not a team in this league that's not going to make mistakes. There's uh, the ones that can make the fewest and have the ability to overcome the mistakes. Um, you know, so we we certainly uh, made some and uh, need to get them corrected. But I'm very confident we can get them corrected and move on. John Hale, Mark, you all acknowledged all through camp that Terry was going to have some rust that he was going to have to shake off. How much of his mistakes today are things that you think he can get corrected just by playing more after the long layoff? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah, he'll build on this. He'll he'll bounce back quickly and uh, be ready to play uh, next week. And so I thought there was a lot of positive things here that he did. All right, we got two more. Jeff Drummond. Hey, uh, Mark, I was wondering about Cavassier's play, about nine yards of carry today. Yeah, Cavassier, I know uh, he had a big run early. Um, he, he was running hard. Um, you know, I think they have some, you know, uh, very talented linebackers that are active. I thought we were close uh, to, to ripping off a couple couple other big ones. Um, so, you know, I thought he really did a good job. and. You know, we've we've did this all last year, right? It's one guy or the or the other, and or the other. I mean, we feel like you know, there's three good guys, and in uh, you know, in really more, but uh, those three that get the majority of the carries can, any one of them can have the big play or the big moment, and uh, you know, it was nice to see Cavassier play play well in his home state. All right, we'll wrap up, Coach Stoops, with Josh Moore. Mark, seemed like Akeem Hayes and Demarcus. I know he had to fumble there late, but but seemed like those guys kind of stood out uh, as far as guys who hadn't really played a whole lot before. Just can you talk about how those did they kind of meet your expectations of them today, or could they have done more? Yeah, I was disappointed with the fumble as well uh, late um, there, and uh, you know, but uh, they they both have the ability of really worked hard. It was nice to see Akeem. Uh, make a big play, a couple big plays, and uh, do some good things. So, um, you know, overall, more efficient uh, throwing the ball. Just looking at the stats here, you know, 22 of 38, um, you know, for 200, almost 240. So, uh, you know, they're efficient. Um, you know, we missed some. Well, you know, we had a couple plays there. Set up another one of our sidelines uh, that we had set up again. Uh, you know, a play we hit earlier with the wheel route and was open. I think we threw that one out of bounds just a touch. But um, you know, we have the ability to get uh, you know to build on what we what we did throwing the ball.
Okay, my thanks to Mark Story of the Herald Leader, my friend and colleague and fellow sports columnist. Uh, be sure and follow Mark on Twitter at Mark C. Story, and be sure and check out all of his columns and work on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. We want to thank everybody who listens to these podcasts. Remember, we and we want to thank everybody who supports these podcasts and supports our work at the Herald Leader. Remember, you can get a digital subscription, a sports-only dig- digital subscription to the Herald Leader to Kentucky.com for just $30 for the first year. That's $30. You get all of our UK football, all of our UK basketball, UK recruiting with Ben Roberts, all of our high school coverage. That's $30 for the first year. Go to Kentucky.com, hit that subscription button, and check it out. We appreciate everybody who's listening to these podcasts. We've kind of relaunched the podcast this year. Uh, you can find these podcasts. on. You can get them on more platforms. Now you can get them on Apple Podcasts. Be sure and give us a review. Uh, that really helps and we really appreciate that if you give us a rating review on apple Podcasts, you can also find these podcasts on spotify you can follow you can find them on stitcher uh tune in google podcasts and iHeartRadio. so basically any place you get your podcast you can find the john clay podcast and we really appreciate you listening to them any feedback you can send my way jclay at herald leader.com you can follow me on twitter at john clay iv We'll be having some more podcasts this week leading up to the Ole Miss game. Be sure and check those out. Thanks again for listening. We'll be talking to you again soon.